to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel people. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my Let us open our Bibles to the book of Yes. Revelation chapter number 4. Revelation chapter number 4, I'm going to read from the NKJV verse 1 says, I will show you things which must take place after this immediately verse 2. I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. When you're reading things like this, don't just be blank. You go back home, you go to YouTube, you check jasper stone sardius. That way you have a picture. And you know there's a dimension of the prophetic which must be triggered. It's not everything that will come to something will have to be triggered. You know there are certain ways you never receive from God and see the ball. You take yourself to a hotel and you buy a proper meal. Yes, Then the way of the Lord will come to you. I know it sounds funny. Listen. Pastor Charles was telling you a story. They have a fish pond after they finish fishing and they enjoy fresh fish. Then the Holy Spirit now speaks to him. <laughs> and he says, "It is not God's will that the things that you can grow in your backyard should be banned." This is the will of God. So now he is serious about planting this, planting that. Because why not? The will of God is for you to just go in your farm to get the things to eat them fresh. Nothing, nothing simple about buying, but if you can grow something. Because the things that are being sold now, they are being made in a microwave, in a lab. They are very fast, and they are using a, you know. So if you can grow things, I was telling someone I stay with, who is a man. <laughs> After, when you are eating, when you are eating. Don't don't become full when you are eating. Leave space so that you can eat your food. Or before you eat, there are different theories about it, so that you have a balanced diet. We do that to make it a practice. Don't eat. Don't eat to be full. <laughs> eat for sufficiency. And train yourself when you are eating and you realize you had enough. Try to stop. 
try to stop. But you train it to go back to the way God created it. When you are eating, when you do like that, sufficient. Not that it's a problem. Make sure that you have had enough. And you are children of God. Tell your neighbor enough. But you be your own neighbor. You need to say, ah, we are. Some of you, one of the battles you need to overcome is the battle over food. Eh? It's a fight, brethren. It's a fight, and you need to win it. Pay attention. You roughage. Pay attention. You know why people of old used to live long also? It's how they used to eat. How they used to eat. Especially as you go towards 30. Pay attention to how you eat. It's not just you've eaten. Pay attention to how you eat. I'll not get into that. Okay? But I can get into it. <laughs> and preach for two hours. And he who sat there was like a just and a sardius. This is where all this came from. And there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightning, thunderings. So I was telling you that, you know, there are dimensions of the prophetic that can only be activated when you are in the correct environment, right? So when you begin studying on these things, you begin having prophetic encounters. Sometimes things are in your spirit, but they will need to be triggered to come out. That's why I told you that there are dreams that you can only remember when you are in a certain place. You had a dream, but you forgot. But when someone walks in, then you say, ah, you've reminded me I had a dream. That means, had you not met that person, or had you not gone into that place, you would have not remembered a very important dream you had. You see why the Holy Spirit, you need the Holy Spirit to lead you into the right places? Yes, because there's a level of the prophetic that can only be triggered by the right environment. And there are words which will only come to you. Take yourself out. I taught you that. Once in a year, then you go to Radisson Blue as if you're on an important meeting with your friend. Then you go there. You even take a picture, important meetings. Post. You can't just be seeing your friends. You can't just be seeing your friends for the rest of your life. You, you always say, no, we're investing, we're building. No. Invest in yourself. And you'll be amazed at how God is going to talk to you sometimes in those places. Some of you, the only place where God speaks to you is in the shower. When you're now meditating, because you are cleaning yourself, <laughs> it's, it's symbolic as you are bathing. So God can speak to you. How many hear God a lot when they're bathing, when they're showering? Many are victims. 
How many, how many in a shower get revelations a lot? Come on. Look at all these things. You know, when I saw this beautiful background, I saw harvest. Then suddenly God spoke to me. And God said, you know what happens after they harvest wheat? They take it to the threshing floor. Huh? So when you find threshing floor, do you go to study what it means? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Go study. Yes, God. Some of you have had threshing floor all your lives because of the Bible, but you don't know what it means. You must be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and God then began to tell me, after they take it, they now have to begin processing it. So harvesting is merely the first stage. And then God began to show me that there's a lot of discipleship which will be needed afterwards. I wouldn't have had that word had I not seen this. If I was singing, yeah, 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 makumbi, makumbi, garaxi, I wouldn't have seen this. I wouldn't have had that weight. You know, I'll tell you something. Sometimes you need to ask God to always take you into the places you need to be. Because when you're in the right place, sometimes the prophetic is activated and you hear God. Imagine. So, God was now telling you, many of you have to be turned into disciples because the work is going to be a lot. Those who pass discipleship classes and want to be disciples, they want to help disciple other people, register. Because this, the words now began to speak to me. The anointing was steered when I saw the correct thing. And I began to see the work that's ahead will require a lot of discipleship. I went for this um, Africa Must Think conference. And as I was there, you know, I thought the turnout was not great. I'm saying me. I'm not saying that was the case. And I'm saying, this man advertised so much. What happened? I'm so fixed on the turnout. And then the Holy Spirit told me, you are not seeing correctly. He said, beyond the attendance that you're concerned about, look at what his marketing has done for him. People now know him in many places. So that means that marketing did for him beyond what the attendance showed. And as we prepare for Love Sunday next year, which will be at the stadium. can provoke. No, no, no. The glory does not move in reverse. What are we going to be doing in government complex? you with all the 
generations you have seen. For what? For what? So we are going to the stadium. But you know what begins to happen now? The marketing we are going to do. You know there's a blessing called fame. When you read the Bible in Genesis chapter number 13, God speaks to Abraham and he says, leave your country and leave your, your, your relatives and everyone. says, and I will make your name great. In other words, I will make you famous. Other scriptures say, I will make you famous. So that you can be a blessing. A lot of people who are famous don't know that they are under a great responsibility to be a blessing. Not to be slapping people and refusing flowers. Oh, sorry, did I say something? Sorry. Sorry, I thought, sorry. Sorry, I thought I was imagining. I thought I was imagining. I didn't know it came out. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> not to be a point where people look at you, they are offended that he's arrogant. No, 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 no. There are people, when you think about them, something comes to your mind. When you think about them, something comes to your mind. When you think about Jumisani, you think business. And sometimes you can just think of a person and God begins to talk to you. Grace begins to emanate. So imagine when people, if, if, if two million Zambians know me and the message I preach, when two million people think of me at once, what will be happening in their head? So certain people must be known because they become a representation of dimensions of God. Certain ministries must be known because they cleanse society of the debt which is on social media. Imagine if one million youths can watch Edward. But you find, you find there are so many comments from outside. The people from church haven't commented or shared Edward. But so it's an autoimmune sickness. <laughs> so the point I'm making to you is so that means we all have work when it comes to love Sunday next year beyond the attendance that is going to be there just the very fact that oh he's having a, he's having a meeting in the stadium <laughs> there are people who now want to know who where then they will find content who to change their life yes. so that God spoke to me he said that spreading that marketing alone is pushing the gospel and the message which God has given you. And then God began to tell me, as you prepare for Love Sunday next year, he said, these are the things I want you to focus on. Beyond how many people are going to come, focus on, push. But had I not been in that meeting, I wouldn't have received the word of the Lord. This word was not one I was going to have in a dream. I was not going to have in a fast. I was going to be to have it by being in the right place wow. at the right time. 
That's why it's not every place you must go to. What are you doing in a club? Mm. You are going to receive a revelation from a spirit, but not the spirit of God. Desires are going to be projected towards you. What are you doing at the witch doctor's house? Bring back lost what? Chasing the lost lovers. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, be in the right place. Be in the right place. <laughs> Are you following me? Yes, I want you to say, I am in the right place. And I want to tell you the things I've said. These are instructions from the Holy Spirit. Wow. This is the direction God wants us to take as a ministry. Do not be afraid. Mm. You've got nothing to fear. Mm. That's my word. Let it not be said of us, we had a big God, but we never had big guts. We, this thing, eh, we need to, the agenda. We need to tell people, if you don't have this, do you know people from M Global, you? <laughs> Do you remember M Global? <laughs> Do you remember? Well, you will join. You will. <laughs> and they are not ashamed. They don't care what you think. Yes. We are past that level for being ashamed. Yeah. You know, when a person says, I'm not ashamed of the Lord Jesus, it's, oh, you, you are now at the, at the point of not being ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's new to me. There are even people who are not ashamed. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when someone says, I know I'm not ashamed, you know that they just left the place for being ashamed now. They are gathering guts sometimes. Mm. We are past that level. Do you know how I pray in the house? I know there are neighbors around. When I'm in the living room and I'm praying, I don't care. <laughs> I just go, Why? I don't care. <laughs> and if you are in my house, I'm making noise for you. I don't know whether it's shepherd, nada. Well, my dog, I'm gone. Have you ever seen a Muslim care? They, they even take. In down. Then they start singing. Oh, they will sing. They don't care. And because they've exposed you to their system so much, you are used. You permit them. Even you, they'll be used. They'll get used. Just do it consistently. They will leave you alone. I was saying, someone was telling me, I was saying, take shepherd to, to, to the baby class. I said, no, he cries. I said, what? It's not like he has an option. Take him there every week till he stops crying. Wow. That's the instruction I gave them. I said, take them every time and be there. When he cries, cries a lot, he makes noise, you take him, you take him back until he stops crying. This is not his house. This is my house, my rules. Yeah. Huh? That's how it works there. Yeah. 
Amen. Yeah. So we need to blow the horn. Go out. We don't, we don't care. Someone doesn't care. We love them with the love of the Lord. But we know and stands in our way. We are preaching the gospel. We either you give your life to Christ or you get saved. We are in a hurry. We are in a hurry. Okay. So be in the right place. It matters the environment you are in. Mm. Around were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lampstands of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. I already taught on the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures. Now imagine how magnificent these beings were. They are beings that carry dimensions of God. And the Bible says of them, the four living creatures each had six wings, were full of eyes around and within. Magnificent beings. And they do not rest day or night. They do not rest day and night. What do they say? Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever. You see, this is why sometimes there are two kinds of songs. Uh, there are songs we sing to minister to each other, to minister to ourselves. Then there are songs we minister to God. And sometimes you, look, you need to look at the pattern of these creatures. There are songs which must be sung to God, and the content matters. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and they were created. But I want us to look at this part, which says... Um, and they do not rest day or night, and they say. Like I told you, and like you can read, these are magnificent beings. Which, it's like the person who was writing about them had struggled even describing them. He says one, one of them, he says it doesn't look like an eagle, it looks like a flying eagle. So how can you be seated because you are around the throne of God, but you look like you are flying? 
says it. They are around the throne of God, but they look like <laughs> they are, so they are hard to explain. And these are beings of power because they are constantly found in the presence of God. One time Moses was found in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights. When he came back, he didn't know he had changed. He didn't know he had changed, but there was beams of light and glory coming out of his face. And he didn't know it. This is what happens when you are in the correct environment. Even when you are in the wrong environment, you don't know that you are changing. Because change is not an event, it's a process. So you don't see that you are changing, but little by little, you are beginning to adopt certain words, certain behavioral patterns. Suddenly, it's okay for you to be around a place where there's alcohol. You never used to be comfortable, but it's now not bothering you. Suddenly, you can say, sucks, Buddha. Words you never used to use. Why? Because you are around. Now, whether they are seen or not is not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, you know, you are found around me, you start saying, I'm a blessed guy. You didn't even know when you started doing that. But it just begins to feel right to do it. You know what I'm saying? Now, if Moses could spend 40 days and his body is altered, what more these beings who've been around God for ages? It means when they, are walk, when they walk in the room, it's as if God himself has walked in. So there are beings of power and majesty and there are dimensions of God and they do a lot of work in the earth and outside the earth because the earth is not the only creature of God. There are many civilizations, I'm sure, and enterprises of existence that God has created that we don't know about. They are a mystery and they administrate over the affairs of God. But the Bible says day and night they do not rest. Now, it would have been one thing for us to be told that they worship God day and night, but to be told they don't rest. <laughs> they don't rest. They are constantly worshiping God. That means even when they are out, everything they do is to worship God. Whatever they do is to showcase and to carry the integrity that says that this is the work significant of the worship of the Father. That's all they do. That's all they do. Somebody say, wow. wow. I'm going to be talking to you today about an important topic. Somebody say, important topic. Give me the book of um, Galatians, chapter number three. It's going to make sense. Verse one. I'm talking to you today about a topic I have named Exposing the spirit of magic. Hey. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? 
that you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic. It says, Oh, you poor and silly and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Who has fascinated? Somebody say fascinated. fascinated. Who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you? Who has bewitched now? He also says, who has fascinated you? Are we together? Somebody say we are together. Yes. All right. We're going to read another scripture. And then I'm going to talk a little. The book of Acts, again. Pardon me. I thought I wrote down the scripture. Let me just get it quickly. Are you following? All right. Acts chapter 8. Uh, verse 9, the Bible reads, this is after Philip the deacon had gone to preach in Samaria. The Bible says, all these things happened. Uh, verse 9 says, but there was a man named Simon who had formerly practiced magic arts in the city to the utter amazement of the Samaritan nation claiming that he himself was an extraordinary and distinguished man. Okay? I'm going to read this same scripture. From the Passion Translation, and it says, Now there was a man who lived there who was steeped in sorcery. For some time he had astounded the people of Samaria with his magic. He had astounded. He had, he had amazed them. He had astonished them. 
Are we following? One of the purposes of magic. Now, magic <laughs> in itself. Let me explain a technicality. Magic itself falls within witchcraft or sorcery, okay? Or more specifically, sorcery. Because in sorcery, they use objects to, cut, to, to cast spells, charms, ifishimba. They use mediums. So, they will use mediums, but witchcraft generally, they mostly just cooperate with demons to do things. By the way, there's a difference between witchcraft and the spirit of witchcraft. I'm, I'm trying to reduce the amount of information I'm giving you because this topic is, is a bit creepy. But I've looked at it in a bit de of, of detail. So the spirit of witchcraft is where they are using a person and that person is operating under a spirit of witchcraft. So there are times when, for example, suddenly a deacon comes after you and starts chasing you away from church. Then you're thinking, ah, Minister Mono was chasing me. Then the next day, <laughs> is Deacon Flavian telling you, I never want to see you in our church. So it means their faces are being used to paint a picture that the church does not want you. Normally, if people from church are attacking you, it's not a sign that God is telling you to disown them. It's a sign that Satan wants you to leave a place which has been appointed of you by God. So you need to be careful with those kinds of dreams where they are embarrassing you in church and they don't want you. Because Satan is using their faces. They are operating under, it's within generally a spirit of witchcraft. <clears throat> Sometimes they use people. You find, Why? Because they are using that person to go and do deals. They can use a person. I don't know how they do it. Don't ask me how I know. But when you have been a deliverance minister for some time, you get to know stuff. <laughs> They can use a person. They can use a person. Someone is sleeping. Then they get that person and they travel with them to Naponde. Sometimes they climb on the person and they use that person as transportation. That's generally the spirit of witchcraft. Sometimes the person can dream they are always killing people, but they don't know that they're actually killing people. It's because the person is being used. Oh, it's so dark. These are people who can sleep, they hide their body somewhere, and then they come out of their bodies. They train themselves to do very supernatural things. They can come out of their bodies, and then they begin to enter into a room, to enter into a, a marriage bedroom, cause confusion. It's not a demon, it's a person. And some of them get so advanced and wicked that they can enter into a person. So there are times when it's not an evil spirit manifesting, it's people. It's people that are manifesting in a person. And we've had those experiences before, right here. 
where there's a coven, a group of witches somewhere, and they are holding hands together to make sure that the person is not free. We had a very funny case here. People were slapped. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to know because these are the kind of things you are dealing with. So it's important knowledge. These are the kinds of issues that you are dealing with. And as we go towards the, the end times, it's getting darker. So your knowledge has to be deeper so that you know what you're dealing with. It's not just about waking up and going for work and getting a job and whatever people call hustling. It's beyond that. There are forces within. And you need to learn also how to work with God, how to work with angels. All those things are very important. And so, when it comes to the spirit of magic, the lowest point of the magic spirit is performing tricks. That's the lowest level of magic. When it comes to magic, the lowest level is performing magic tricks. But as you begin to observe magic tricks, there are things that you are going to notice. And it's this one thing that I'm talking about, which generally describe a magic spirit. Now, I believe the magic spirit falls within either sorcery, especially sorcery, wizardry, and witchcraft. It falls in those classes of darkness. However, it's also a program, an algorithm that Satan uses to hook people to things. <clears throat> Let me explain. Generally, when a magician is performing, one of the things that happen to every person watching is intrigue. They are intrigued. That's why the Bible shows us there was a man named Simon. He had astounded the Samarians with his magic. He had hooked them. When you see, wow, how come he just took a cutting and then he put a bed and then he turned into a pencil? Wow, and now you are intrigued. You are astounded. And you are like, wow. Somebody say, wow. wow. I mean, let's not pretend like we've never watched the magic show. We have all watched, including me. We've, and I'm like, America has got talent. <laughs> you are watching and you are saying, wow. Hey, don't judge me. What if I'm seeing a vision? So, you are watching that. And it's just generally intriguing. Now, the question is, why is it so intriguing? Why is it so fascinating? When you read Galatians chapter number 3, Paul says, Oh, you foolish, senseless, silly, and reflecting Galatians. He said, Who has fascinated you? This is where the point is. Who has bewitched you? And then he also says, Who has fascinated you? Let me explain this. <laughs> you know that word, who has bewitched you, is a very common Greek terminology. 
and it comes from a belief that there are people with evil eyes. There is a snake with evil eyes that when that snake looks at you, you are captured and you end up adopting that wickedness or that negative energy. They believe in that kind of thing. That's why if you have ever watched Greek myth, mythology, or you've ever read it, you will come across a, 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 a creature called Medusa. If you've watched Perseus, <laughs> when it looks at you, you are turned into a stone. Because that Gorgon, as they call it, it has those evil eyes. So when it looks at you, it casts a spell on you. But those ideas stem from the demonic realm. They stem from the demonic realm. And that's what Paul was telling them. He was telling them something that is very familiar to them. Because when they looked into the eyes or when they listened to the teaching that was given, besides the one that Paul had given them, it's like they were more intrigued by that teaching. They were fascinated, and when Paul heard them, it was as if a spell had been cast on them. So he's asking them, did Medusa visit you? <laughs> That's what he's trying to ask. Amen, Sister Stephanie. <laughs> had, had you been visited by a spirit? There are some teachings you need to be careful when you listen to them because they can, it's as if a spell is cast. And he's telling them they are changed because he told them salvation, Sister Lauren, salvation is by faith in Christ Jesus. But they had changed and they were taught that no, 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 no. Since you are seeds of Abraham, to receive salvation, you also need to be circumcised. But then he's telling them, Christ was portrayed in my preaching to you as crucified, that he died for your sins, went to hell and resurrected, and that you become saved not by circumcision, but by the circumcision which is spiritual, which is the cutting off of the flesh, not actual circumcision. So salvation is by faith. He taught them that. But somebody came and fascinated them with a strange teaching to the extent that when Paul is trying to now explain to them they are just lost. They are saying, no, ask who I taught you. No, but I taught you something important. And then now they are paying attention to those other apostles. So Paul now says, you are silly. You are unreflecting, senseless and foolish. And the only reason is because someone has cast a spell. Cast a spell. They were so intrigued. They were so astounded and fascinated by a new strange teaching which they had received. And so, the power of magic and the purpose of magic, the algorithm of magic, is to astound you, is to fascinate you away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. That means I'm telling you that the lowest level of magic are the tricks that you see. 
but the algorithm of magic generally is a system that Satan uses to intrigue people away from the things of God. So it is both a spirit, but it is also a system that Satan can use to intrigue you away from the things of God. The same way it happened for the Galatians that they were, they received the word of God, but they were fascinated, albeit fascinated away from the word of God. That is a purpose of the spirit of magic. Are you following me? I was thinking we are, we are ready for the mic. Because I've been screaming a lot. Are you all able to hear me? Yes. Now, what makes it possible for men to be intrigued? All of us have the capacity to be intrigued, to be fascinated. It's just there naturally. We all have it. We all have it. You can imagine what's that thing in God which makes these creatures of power be so fascinated by him that day and night they don't rest. They just want to worship him. I told you, they are great people. They are great beings rather. But night and day they are intrigued by God. Even the 24 elders, I told you, we don't even know whether they are human beings. The Bible just calls them elders. <laughs> All they do day and night is throw their, their crowns down, whatever they do. They are so intrigued by God that for ages, all they do is worship him. Not anything else. There are many other amazing things that God has created. But they spend. They are so fascinated. They are captured by God. Their hearts are focused on God and worshiping him. What God did is that component to be fascinated, to be intrigued, he also put it in human beings. But because of free will, we can choose where that object of fascination can be directed towards. Paintbrush theory. You can choose what fascinates you, or if you don't choose, something will choose you. So when we look at a magic trick and it is being performed, the way we behave, it means that that thing within us which can be fascinated and intrigued has been activated. Why? Because of the power that is being portrayed. Naturally, it means that when the elders are worshiping God, there's something that happens in the dimension of God which they observe and they are fascinated. Maybe they see a side they've never seen before. Maybe they see a dimension or an act they've never seen before. Over the ages past, they've never seen that. And suddenly they see it and they fall down. They say, huh, did you see what he did? 
and they are just fascinated because they are looking forward to the next thing he's about to do. And God, in his godness, keeps doing new things every year, every moment, because he is God. Imagine every time a human being is born, there's never been that human being before. Their fingerprints have never been there before. They are unique to that person. I'm not talking about ever since human beings were born, no one person is like the other one. Even twins are different. When you take them like this, their fingerprints are different. How does he do it? Now imagine they have to worship God for every human being who's born. Because it means, apart from the fingerprints being different, the things that God places in that human being are so different and so unique. And every time they are being introduced to new dimensions of God, so they are fascinated. But that capacity to be fascinated, God also puts it, puts it in human beings. But what the spirit of magic does is that it targets that thing. And like what happened in Galatians chapter 3, he causes human beings to be fascinated away from God. The Bible says Simon the sorcerer had astounded. He had fascinated people by his tricks and his wizardry. But he fascinated them away from the things of God. Are we together? Yes, there are many things in life you must be careful with because Satan can put a magic algorithm in many things so that they can intrigue you that anything that is godly begins to look substandard and not important so that you can pay attention to this thing that is intriguing you. And many things are not sinful but they can be used to intrigue you away from God. That is the spirit of magic. These days, one of them is pleasures. First John chapter number two. Satan noticed that among the many amazing things God has created, one of the things that God created is sex. Many people have been intrigued so much by this thing that it has intrigued them away from the presence of God. It can be used as a magic component to intrigue you away from God, to fascinate you. And just, you see, these days, even when you look at the ads, everything is sexy. Even a car has to be sexy. It's the sexiest car alive. You're looking at it and you're thinking, but why everything? Sexy phone, everything. I saw something called food porn. Oh, how many have seen that before? Yeah, but why are you behaving shocked? And these are pages that people follow because I don't know if the food gives people an orgasm. I don't know, but there's this thing where when they look at that word, they are intrigued. And now these things are, oh, I feel like I'm in the right church. Yeah. Preaching the right stuff to the right people. Yeah. I'm just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> Zando agrides. So 
people now, normal advertisement is not working. You have to intrigue people. So you are touching a very sacred part of someone to move them away from God. But what is making you do that? The spirit of magic. At the end of the day, when someone follows those things, they don't feel close to God. They feel taken away from God. They feel taken away from God. What is it in your life that has intrigued you away from God? First John chapter number two. Sometimes it's a phone. You are so fascinated by your phone. You are moved by your phone. You bought a new watch, Samsung, something. That the number of time or the hours you can spend, you can't even spend one hour ministering to God. Why? Look, look, these beings, God put the capacity to be fascinated in them. And they are so fascinated. But he also put it in you. But how come you are directing it towards your phone and the internet? It's a spirit of magic. It can be cast on a phone. So you have been fascinated away from devotion. You know, God just doesn't want you to be saved. God wants you to be a man and a woman of devotion. Yes. Devotion means being attached to God. Devotion means, have you ever read about Hannah, Anna, rather, and Simeon? The Bible says, in Luke chapter number two, they were in the temple every time praying and they were fasting. That's what's called devotion. You know, this last night, are you following me? Yes. Last night, I plugged in my phone. And when I woke up, I was touching it. And I noticed the battery is on like 15%. And I think, you know that frustration in me. I wanted to blame my wife. Then I looked and I found I'd not switched on. So there was no one to blame. <laughs> and God gave me a message connected but not switched on ah! oh don't play with a preacher <laughs> anything says the spirit of God began to talk to me that's the thing with many people many believers are connected but they have not switched on and then I asked for a scripture. Then he says, Galatians, I believe, 5.25. If you live in the spirit, walk also in the spirit. So it's possible for you to be born again. But you do not practice born again. Ah. That means there's no devotion. Yes, you are saved. Everyone is fasting. You, you are eating. It means you're not practicing it. Now, the question is, what is it that switched off the switch? What is it that, what's that thing which fascinated you away from God? The spirit of magic. You are fascinated by it. For some men, it's their car. When you see how they take care of their car, my goodness. My goodness. They are so fascinated by their car. They clean it, they wash it. They are fascinated. But their money does not even go to their wives. Their money does not even go to church. There are some people who are so fascinated by health insurance because of the benefits. They make sure they are always paying. But you have never been fascinated by what God can do. You can't give your first fruit. It's too much. <clears throat> it's too much. Too much. Oh. <laughs> 
<clears throat> Why? Because you believe health insurance can take care of my health needs, but you don't believe God can do it. What has intrigued you? The spirit of magic fascinates people albeit away from God. That's how it works. Give me first John chapter number two. Are you following me? First John chapter number two. They both believe they can't be in a relationship without sleeping together. They've been fascinated by principles of the world, so they are expecting that happen, that it's a relationship. They have to go on each other. <laughs> Chapter 2, verse 15. I'm coming. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Let's go. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh. Now, Satan knows where the power of intrigue lies. You see, the power of intrigue is not just in your spirit. It's in the flesh as well. Huh? The power of intrigue, God also put it in the flesh. Okay, let me read it and I'll explain. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. What is the lust of the flesh? Things that gratify you and make you feel nice, including food. Because there are some people who are fascinated by food. They are all about food. But that intrigue, many people, it has taken them away. It has replaced how much they can pursue God. Even this balance that thing. Eh? So, so, there are people who are so obsessed with it. It has intrigued them away from God. Even if they don't pray, because the Bible says, bodily exercise profiteth, but godliness is profitable unto how many things? things, having the promise in the life that now is and in the world that is to come. That means it is not every time that eating a balanced diet can prevent scabies. Mm, preach, Dad. <laughs> there are people who eat well and they exercise good. I mean, there are people that I was looking, I was looking at, and I'm looking at just the muscle, the way they work out. There's that South African media guy. I don't know who his name is, but I think his wife, she's a widow now, she came over here. When you look at the guy, I mean, James is looking, but is he? He just dropped it. I don't know what happened. He had a heart problem or whatever, you see? But I thought he used to do everything, cardio and everything like that. That means... Sometimes you can be intrigued by the thing, but it can't take, he, Satan knows. Let me just make him pay attention to eating well and exercising. But you're forgetting that a spirit doesn't care. When a spirit has been sent 
and you don't have spiritual cover, all you have is in the flesh, vegetables and <laughs> good roughage. You can die in the gym or whilst eating a balanced diet. When bunting or whatever that is, bam! So even that can be used to intrigue you away from what's important. Because the most important thing in the name of Jesus, my body is healthy. My mind is healthy. Some men are so fascinated by football because of how it makes them feel. They are, they are so fascinated. Have you ever seen a child fascinated? When my son is watching Baby Shark and he's looking at the thing like this, sometimes I'm walking in and I said, Sonny! I mean, dude, like I've been out the whole day. You have to give me some attention. And he will sing word for word, Shark, do 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 And I'm thinking, this thing has fascinated this boy away from me. <laughs> Then after he's done watching the car clip, then he can come and say, Sunny, how are you? Ah. You chose that thing over me. So some people are like that. Don't touch. Oh, oh, let's stop football. Let's just go to FIFA. Don't touch that thing. Oh. If you can buy him a new pad, you are marriage material. Yeah. Ah! You do a cake for his team and a FIFA new pad. He'll marry you last week. Why? Because those are the things that matter to him. He's intrigued by those things. Why? Pleasures, the flesh. There's a way they make him feel. When he wins a Kasoka match, there's a way he feels. When his team wins and he begins now posting on Facebook, shaming the other teams. Hey! You will see him, he now feels like a complete man. Because a game which has intrigued him. And sometimes he will not pray properly because his energy has been drawn down because his team lost. He won't pray and say, Father. Father. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> He's intrigued. Now, I'm not saying watching football is a sin. That's okay. But you need to watch how much of it, in, if it's intriguing you away from God, or it begins stealing into your devotion time. Let's imagine there's sale today. Uh -huh. prepared, eh? But Zambia, or your team is playing. If you can excuse yourself and send that your fake offering, so that you can go and watch football, spirit of magic. You have been bewitched. Why? Because there's a way you will feel when your team is playing. That intrigue. A person, one hour, 30 minutes, 
or 50 minutes, sometimes two hours. He'll be there. He won't sit. Where is the energy coming from? Because something in him has been turned on. The capacity to be intrigued has been turned on. But when he comes here, when the pastor speaks for one hour, he's tired. He's tired. Plugged in, but switched off. Plugged in, but switched off. There's no devotion. He has not exercised himself. He can't pray even for an hour. He's a weak man and a weak woman. But that same man, if we say, let's pray, and two hours I don't stop, you wonder what kind of church this is. (laughs) But in an abusive workplace, he will sit from 6 to 6, from Monday to Friday, and sometimes from Monday to Monday. Uh He will not do pee. He will be there the whole time working. Talk about it, and getting peanuts. Mm. And you're not even complaining. You say, no, I'm getting experience. Oh. <laughs> what? Listen, brothers and sisters, what has intrigued you? If it intrigues you away from God, then there's a problem. Satan has now used that spirit of magic to fascinate you. Why died and mystified? We are wide-eyed, mystified. For some people, it's business. They like to my investments. No, we need to invest. 99 jobs. So the guy is doing this, doing that, and the energy is investing. Very... ah! They've been intrigued. Some people, it's the girl they want. Or the man they want. They are willing to leave a good church for a man who's not saved. Why? Because marriage has intrigued them. They are fascinated by the idea. Not the experience, the idea. Why? Because (laughs) you have not been married. (laughs) So you are intrigued and Satan has blown it out of proportion, making you feel like there's something that you are lacking. You are not married. Okay. It's just one of the things you don't have. Even we who are married, there are things we don't have. Everyone in life, there's that kind of thing they don't have. But don't make marriage look like the one thing you don't have. It's just one of the things. Right now, oh, I need... There are some, some things I, I want. I have marriage, but I want like a one million USD. <laughs> that means for your own comfort, there's something I don't have physically. <laughs> okay, let me, I'm, I'm done. I'll use it. You can give me. I'm done. So. <laughs> Don't worry, relax. You end up settling instead of marrying. So that's the last of the flesh. Now, see, in the flesh, you can reach a point. That's why some people are hooked on drugs. Because there's a way that drugs do to people in the flesh. 
They feel high. On top of the world. There's a way they feel. When they smoke. When they, when they inject themselves. There's a way they feel. And now they can't stop because not only have they been intrigued, they've now been captured. The first stage is being intrigued. The next one is being captured. That means you want to stop, but you can't. And sometimes you try. But you can't just stop. Why? Because you were intrigued, but now you have been captured. Drugs. Sometimes for people it's masturbation. There are people who, and these are people who love God. But this thing, eh, it can intrigue you away from God because of how you feel. Whenever you feel that thing, you don't want to stop. But afterwards, it produces such a disgusting sense of condemnation. It is trying to intrigue you away from God. But some people are captured. Even when they want to stop, they can't. Because somebody said, when I do it, I feel it's the only way I get off stress. But the Bible taught us how to deal with stress. There's a biblical way of dealing with stress. The Bible describes how to deal with stress. It's not sex. It's not masturbation. It's not overeating. It is not smoking. It is not going to be alone. And just forget everyone. You've switched off the phone. And everyone is concerned. You are selfish. Don't do that. It's not even cutting yourself. But all those things have a way they make you feel better. But that feeling better is not feeling better. It's called gratification of the flesh. There's a difference between satisfaction pleasure and gratification of the flesh. It's like some people, like, there are people who say, when you're not happy about something, just talk about it. Scream it out. And you, when you do it, you feel better. But that's not feeling better. That's gratification of the flesh. The Bible prescribes how to deal with anxiety. The Bible says, he who is in trouble, let him pray. But you know, that little gratification can intrigue you away from the prescribed format of dealing with stress. You are intrigued by cutting yourself. And it reaches a place where you can't stop, you are captured. I remember when Shepard was being born, it was a difficult period. And just everyone was just irritating me. <laughs> So I, I need to hear God. And I'm troubled. Because this thing is taking long. It's not what I envisioned. <laughs> I got more sick than my wife. <laughs> All of you will be taking you in that room. All of you men will be there. Uh, my respect for women increased. <laughs> I have more respect for you guys. What you do for us? I, uh, 
I used to think I can exchange for the... Now I'm saying, oh, we can negotiate. <laughs> You'll be there. You get someone pregnant, you get married. <laughs> With the nurses, you'll be there. And all the ladies said, Okay, here's a short story, long story short. And I need to hear God because I've been praying. Sometimes after you pray a lot, you need to say, say something. <laughs> and then guess what God tells me? He quotes a scripture to me. The first time I prayed, I'm praying and I'm praying, and God said, ah, but the way you're praying, even me, I need that boy. So I'm thinking, so God and I, we are in trouble. I don't know, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> It's like when Moses was crying out to God and God said, can you stop crying to me? Now, after some hours, I'm like, say something. <laughs> and then what God gives me is a scripture from the book of James. It says, he who is in trouble, let him pray. <laughs> and I'm thinking, um, that's what I've been doing. So there's a prescribed way of dealing with stress in the Bible. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not worry about anything. Other versions say, do not be anxious about anything. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, if you are feeling anxious, one of the things you need to do is pray, supplicate, and give thanks. I thank you, Lord, because this exam is cleared. I have passed this path and it's going to be easy. I thank you, Lord, because I'm not going to be arrested. Because you know I'm innocent. I thank you. That's what Daniel did. When they told him, you are going in the lion's den, the Bible says he went and he began to give thanks, just as he had done before. That's the prescribed way. And then what happens? The Bible says, verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4, says, and the peace of God shall flood your emotions. That's how to be at peace. Hallelujah. But if you're not careful, you'll go and drink to feel better. Ah. And you will feel better. But that feeling better is not a feeling better. It's a gratification of the flesh. So you scream about it. What they did to me, I don't, I'm angry. Then you feel better. But that's not feeling better. You've gratified the flesh. But a point will come where you will become very talkative. Why? Because you've been captured and not just intrigued. It's a spirit of magic. It moves you away from the prescribed way of doing godly things to the fleshly, human way of dealing with things. Somebody say, I'm intrigued only by God. I'm fascinated only by Jesus. Those are the pleasures. All that is in the world, the pleasures the last of the flesh. Don't think when you sleep with someone, you'll be fine. No, it will produce a condemnation. That will take some of you, it will take you one month to deal with. Because every time you're about to pray, Satan comes. Oh, you remember what you did. And if Satan is not there, your conscience will do the work for him. You want to lift your hands, the ones you touch the breast with. <laughs> Then you drop them. 
You are not. Oh, I, I think I'm in the right church. You can't pray properly. And it will take you maybe 30 days to handle it. When you see holy people, you see about, you, you start feeling like you, you unworthy. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Just get married. <laughs> That's what we do. You are intrigued. Yes, get married. Stop troubling us. Get married. Sometimes when we see people are dating, we start praying, Lord, protect them from the powers of each other. God, protect them from themselves. Okay. <laughs> but you can reach a place where the Bible says, I was very glad. The king said, when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And he also said, my soul longs for you, even my flesh. You can reach a place where the only way you will feel better is if you pray. Not at something. No! You invite the something spirit. We don't go for something. Something. Pray. Trust God's methods of dealing with things. Trust. Trust. Trust, train yourself to trust God's way. Trust. I know there's this thing. There's a way just to make me feel when I do it. I felt better. But I'm going to trust God's methods of dealing with things. Somebody said trust. Trust, trust. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust. The last of the eyes. So that means even in the flesh, you can begin to reach a point of satisfaction and happiness when you do what God said you should do. In the flesh, you can feel better. Why? Because that power of intrigue, he, he put it in the flesh. But it can be used and take you, it can take you away from God. Look at that. It says the last of the eyes, the things we see. That's what Satan tried to activate in Jesus in the book of Luke and Matthew chapter number 4 when he took him to a place and he showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory and their excellence. He says, if you worship me, you've never seen glory you. That's why you think it was easy for Jesus. You don't know what it means when eh? 10,000 kwacha, 10,000 USD has been put here. And all you have to do is one correct thing. Then it's yours. And you are seeing it. The last of the flesh. Now, can you close your eyes and focus on Jesus? So that he alone can... You know, there are people... This is the power of Chimpuenai. It's a magic spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, oh, sorry. 
That's where Uluinso is born. You see, this is why I need to use that thing, eh? the mic, because I'm recording here, and then I have to hold this thing. So can you work on the mic? Uluinso. <laughs> That's a Hebrew word. That's also what Satan uses. Instead, can you imagine? There's a place where when you look at the Bible, you feel satisfied. But what Satan does is pictures. Now, there's nothing wrong with this, but how come you watch everything on Pinterest, on this, on that, on Instagram, but you can't read a scripture? Magic spirit. You have been fascinated by the last of the eyes. The things you see. I can just, I can dress, I can, I can browse it. Just looking at things. You are taken. What visions have you seen? Or at least imagined? Can you close your eyes? Let your eyes be fit. Every girl who looks is now shining. Every girl. You see. If you don't know that, don't worry, don't worry. Ask your neighbor if you don't know what Shindishi is. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> my producer is here. Good to see you, sir. I didn't know you were here. Mixed is good to see you. He has written a nice song called Jimmy. Mukorowa Pakapanda. Everything you have to. And even after you don't look, your eyes are deeper than your physical eyes. They've gone. You just have to look the last of the eyes. That's what also, listen, this is what also gets some people in debt. They've been intrigued by things. So they have to buy that, buy that, buy that. So what Satan does is he makes you go into debt. Debt was not your first problem. Your first problem is Uluinso. So everything you have to buy, but it's okay. Jesus said in Matthew chapter number six, isn't the body more important than clothes? At least you have your body. You may not have that thing. God can give it to you, but at least you have your body. Are you listening to me? So, so now you have to borrow. And the Bible says, the borrower is a slave. And for some of you, it's uncontrolled compassion. You want to help everyone. Uncontrolled compassion. You don't have. You have reached your end, but you are congola so that you help someone. You need help. Sometimes you need, you need to realize that eh, you are not Jesus of Nazareth. You are Felistas of Chelstone. Once in a while, once in a while, you just say, you know, silver and gold have I not. <laughs> But let me pray for you. Zapri alonde hedea.
Because you have that. You have that. You can pray with someone. Urefaya wibe. Anyways, so that is the last of the eyes, the things you see. Back in the day, it was TVs. Because they know that you won't stop watching this thing. And it's intriguing you away from studying. Now these days, they have brought the TV on your phone. So you are pretending like, I'm not a TV person. We know you. Even me, I have to make sure I am balancing what I do on my phone must not take my, the place of me reading the scriptures, looking for important messages. Because after you watch a lot of funny, uh, gratifying things now, you go in the WhatsApp group for your group, you have not even opened it. And some of you have that bad habit. Messages they are teaching, they are saying in workforce and You've done everything. Let me talk to you as, a, as your father, some of you. Everything rubbish. But then you can't open the message. They're overwhelming. What? You don't have the luxury to be overwhelmed. Who do you think you are? You don't have it. Someone said, oh, I've been in two departments. Do you know how many departments I am in? Someone said, you are the pastor. You, you are not the sheep. You don't have the luxury to be overwhelmed. You don't have it. You think you do. You don't. You'll be in protocol, you'll be in media, and you will work. You'll do everything, and you'll do it excellently, and you'll not come tell us, I'm tired. Tired of what? At your age, you're tired. Some of you at your age. What are you tired of? You will serve God in this ministry, and you'll do it excellently. You, you will do it. We'll follow you. You'll join discipleship. You'll join... Until you, your energy will be spent intrigued by God and the things of God. That's how it works in this ministry. Otherwise, you could just be in the wrong place. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, then there's what is known as the pride of life. The desire to feel important. That's what he's talking about there. After everything I've done, nothing. Should we even make a mistake, we leave you on their words. You, you don't receive. After everything you did, hey, this ministry. Hanzangu ngwengwende. Those things you were doing, you were doing for me? No, the problem is not that they've, made, they've left you. The problem is that you like feeling important. That feeling that I've been posted. That's why some of you, every nice message they write for you, you share. Because you want others to see that there are others who value me. Oh, am I? Is that you've been intrigued by feeling important. But let me tell you, you have to die to this thing. 
your importance has to die and resurrect towards being important because you've done something godly. Not because you want it for yourself. Let's be upstanding. We are done. <clears throat> Whatever fascinates you, make sure it does not fascinate you away from God. Nimweva yawe vayawe Someone said, me, I love sleeping. I, I love sleeping. Hey, stop singing. <laughs> Let me deal with this thing. <laughs> I love sleeping. Some of you at your age, you want to sleep eight hours. Eight. And if you dare not sleep long, You'll be behaving like a zombie during the day, just always looking sleepy. Because you, oh great you, you need to sleep. With everything you've accomplished in life, you need to sleep. <laughs> ah! You need to repent. What are you resting from? So no, last night, we finished late. So I woke up, huh? You train yourself to rest on small hours. You train your, you reach there. You train yourself to do that. To rest on few hours of sleep. You train yourself to do that. Otherwise, you need to imagine. Tomorrow already, I need to be in court. Then we need to finish doing Edward. Then I need to finish writing another script. Then I've got businesses to do and an entire family. The only, and all you, all of you, the, and many other things, the only indication that you are graced is through the works. We need to see what you're able to do. Then we can tell that there's grace on your life. If you can't see what you're able to do, it means there's no grace or that you are frustrating the grace that already is there. Everything that God called you to do, you need to do it. Whether it's writing songs, acting, working in the corporate world, everything. You know, dying empty or being raptured empty is a lot of work. There are few people who die empty. Because you need to work hard to die empty. The time doesn't stop clicking. But the things you need to remove, that's your responsibility. You work hard. So if you're going to be raptured, you are done. You are going to die empty. Jesus made sure. First, oh, this, this, then he said, ah, it is finished. Empty. That is your pattern. Why are you so intrigued by sleep? You can't pray. You can't even read the script. You are tired. You know that for you, you only pray before you sleep. But you do everything in the day. You work, you go to school. Sleep, you need to be careful with it. Don't let it be magical to you.
secular inspiration. The problem is that you are just lazy. You've never looked enough to find gospel artists who sing the way you like to sing. Say, no, me, I get inspiration. Ah. Why can't you depend? You've been intrigued. But one day, the force that drives them will mislead you. Because it will intrigue you away from God. Be careful. Also, just be original. 